0: Let's have a sincere conversation about events across the nation and topics for our own morality. Let's openly discuss in an environment of trust where perception is reality. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast Perception is Reality. It's your host, David, and joining me today. Is Allison Sharp.
1: Hey, nice to be here.
0: Hi, Allison. Thanks for joining. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me.
0: As I always like to let everybody know the deal, um, I met Allison on the Anchor podcast group on Facebook. No, no, on Slack, because they're moving us from Facebook to Slack.
2: mm-hmm Yes.
0: And there's much consternation amongst the group about that. They're very, uh, very upset about that. Um, <laughs> I don't remember, I think I approached you to be a guest because I was like, oh, you think you'd be a good guest, but I don't remember. Or if you were like, hey, I'd be a good guest, whatever. I think I stalked you first. So <laughs> thank you for offering to be a guest on yeah, no today's problem. show. Um, and audience, as you can tell, um, I'm diverting from my normal recruitment of friends and family or coworkers uh, and have this lovely person, Allison, on the phone. And Alison, can you tell us today what we're talking about?
1: All right. So I was thinking about this. And um, so my podcast is called Travel Snacks Podcast. So I kind of want to keep it in the same kind of vein of either travel or snacks. So what I thought we could talk about is the illusion of hashtag hashtag travel goals. So, you know, you see on social media that everybody's, you know, hashtagging goals. Like when you see somebody on these beautiful islands or you see Mm -hmm. them doing all sorts of things in their life. So I thought we can talk about the illusion uh, when people are traveling, and that might be a good topic to get
0: into. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, so right off the bat, um, I'm flooded with, with, with thoughts. So while <laughs> I give myself a moment to think, can you tell everybody, please, um, how to find your podcast? And sure. your social media accounts, everything. I want everybody to follow you. Like if you're listening to this show and you don't follow her, I will be mad at you. So go ahead. <laughs> because Yeah.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, so my website is Um I also have Instagram, same thing, Travel Snacks podcast, Or my personal Instagram, which is probably more active, is AllisonLoves underscore. Um, I also have a YouTube channel, which is, um, you can just find it. If you type in Allison loves and if people like to email, they can do snack at travelsnackspodcast.com.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. Also, mm-hmm. if you don't mind, um, a little housekeeping, son, shoot me an email with all that. It'll be in the blog. Cause I do a blog on, uh, the Saturday following the episode, which launches on Thursday. And I'll make sure that everybody follows you and I will encourage them to follow you.
2: Great. So else I will good. hunt
0: them all down. <laughs> <clears throat> One by
2: one.
0: uh, One by one. Uh, So a few things. One, um, your podcast, uh, I'm excited to start listening to because uh, as everybody knows, I like to come into these things unprepared. So I didn't do any research so you and I could have a, a discussion. But you're talking about two of my favorite things in the world, traveling and snacking and then traveling or snacking whilst traveling. I mean, so.
1: Exactly. It's, it's the best thing. <laughs> uh,
0: and I may or may not, uh, I will not uh, confirm or deny that I may have used the hashtag travel goals, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. Let's start here. My perception is that I'm probably not a typical person because I do travel a lot. Now, mm-hmm. by a lot, I don't mean like your level. I, I'm, and again, this is a perception. I'm just assuming since you run a podcast, you must travel quite a bit. Well, yes. my wife and I and our kids. Um, oh, that was weird saying the word kids because they're 22 and 19. I don't really, they're not really kids. They're adults, but they're still my children. So that makes them my kids. Never mind.
1: Oh, I get it. My my boys are 22 and 20. So there I totally go. get it.
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you. So you get yeah. it. So my yeah. wife and I, we travel all the time. Um, in fact, uh, our first trip was we got married on a saturday and that following monday we moved to oahu oh wow uh so we had a three-year-long honeymoon and traveled all over the pacific islands
1: um amazing yeah
0: fantastic so just that alone and then we've lived in six different states and we've been to europe and stuff so i'm my perception is that i'm i don't know if i would say the word well traveled but i've traveled and i love to and we have we have hashtag travel goals like we want to go back to Italy. Mm-hmm. We want to go to Spain. Um, we want to head to Portugal. Um, my, my hashtag travel goal, like bucket list, if we're being honest with one another, which of course we are, don't be silly, um, mm-hmm. is uh, Northern Lights in Iceland. Mm. Like that, that, that would be my hashtag travel goal. So can you start into your topic Of my illusion of my hashtag travel goal.
1: Of course. So I do agree with you. We're on the same page with um, hashtag travel goals is is actually different for everybody. I think the illusion comes in when either somebody has not traveled a lot or even if they've traveled, it's more of like a, you know, short vacation. So when I talk about the illusion of travel goals, I think it's more so when you see influencers or people that do a bunch of traveling and all of their pictures are beautifully manicured. There's nobody else in the in the pictures at all you know it's just them on this private island. Um, it could be that they are taking pictures and they have a different outfit, hat, handbag, sunglasses in every picture and there might be this feeling of, I'm never going to be able to attain that life. So I'm just going to hashtag goals. And so to me, the illusion is fine for like dream wise, but it also makes people feel bad sometimes because you don't have to have all those things to have a wonderful travel life. Even if you have shorter travels, you can still have an amazing time and it may not have to look like that. It can um, look like something else. Just depends on uh, what you're going to be able to do with what you are working with.
0: So if I can paraphrase, and, you know, by paraphrase, I mean totally put a Davidism spin on it, is that what you're saying, and I want all the kids at home to sit down because this might come as a shock. (laughs) What you're saying is hashtag travel goals is not necessarily through the world of a Kardashian exactly so when they get invited to greece it's a tourism opportunity from greece so they get the whole floor of or a whole building and then they get the privacy and all that stuff because it makes us want to go there
1: right exactly
0: however what you're also saying if i'm interpreting that correctly and you know hashtag kardashian please listen to the show it's fine
2: (laughs) Uh, i won't mind if you do yeah
0: uh, what you're also saying is that normal people can attain the goal of going to Greece and staying on the same island, maybe not at the same resort or in the same presidential suite that costs $7,000 a night, but you can stay at that resort. There are more reasonable priced rooms or on the mainland or on the island, and I'm just using Greece because one of us on this phone call may or may not have just recently watched that episode with <laughs> his family all right um, <clears throat> but we're in a non-judgmental zone allison non-judgmental. of
1: course definitely <laughs> so, no judgments no judgments
0: exactly so what you're saying is people can if they prioritize that in their life i think you have to prioritize travel because we my wife and i we prioritize it we want to go places and do things so we make a point to um plan these things, um, out like a bigger trip. And, you know, we're always traveling on the weekend. Well, not always. That's a lie. I totally just lied to you all. We travel quite a bit for weekend getaways. Mm -hmm. We're going on one this weekend. Um, we pack the dogs up in the car and we drive someplace. Right. Um, so how, how do you think What's, well, I have so many questions, but I'm just going to go down this road for a minute and then I'm totally going to get into some other things. But how do you think that people, if they want to travel, if they have a hashtag travel goal, that how can they live the
2: dream?
1: Living the dream has to be your dream, not, not the dream of somebody else that you have hashtag goals for. So you might look at a picture and be like, that is, is is my dream. That is the dream. But within that dream, you have to, like you said, you have to prioritize. So what is it that your life looks like? You know, what can you afford or what can you set money aside to do? And when you go, um, one of my strongest things that I really encourage people to do is don't wait to travel. Um don't wait until you lose those 40 pounds don't wait until your skin is clear don't wait until um you have you know like thousands and thousands of dollars like you just said you can do weekend trips and i'm pretty sure that almost everywhere in different areas there's places people can go that's more local so if they're just waiting until they can just go on this magnificent trip that is okay But if you really like have a love for travel, you can do a bunch of different things that you don't have to wait for. Um, But prioritizing is important. And so I'd say if you're looking at the hashtag goal and you're like, I have to go to this place, then choose the number one place that you want to go and work backwards. So if it's I want to stay in the luxury villa. You know, do a little research, find out how much that's going to cost, and work backwards of how much you have to save. And then I'd say, even from there, cut costs. Like think of alternatives. You know, because you you don't have to stay in certain luxury villas to get a really similar experience. Like I know in my travels, I have a budget. You know, and I've stayed in some really wonderful, wonderful places and had some great experiences. Uh, so you don't have to necessarily have the same experience as somebody that's probably getting sponsored to go somewhere you can still have your own experience on your own you know salary
0: I agree I think um, that I think you can actually have a very similar experience to to somebody else you don't have to do the exact same things but if you do a little bit of research you can find activities that they're doing I mean there's You know, if you want to go on a zip line, go on the zip line. If you want to do whatever it is that you want to do, you know, not you, Alison, but the plural you, well, maybe, you you, (laughs) you
2: know,
0: you can, and if you see somebody that's on the beach and, you know, maybe you don't need to be in the cabana, maybe you can just actually be out in the sand with an umbrella. Like you just have to adjust your expectations. um, Right. And actually, can I, can I tell you, I, I do this a lot in my podcast because I do a lot of um, coaching and, and strategy for corporations. But one of the things that I like to, to say is that, and, and I'll ask you this, maybe you know the answer already, um, but do you know the, ha- the key to, the, to happiness in life?
1: Um, I know mine, but you can tell me what you think it is or what you, what you coach people on.
0: Low expectations.
1: Mm, That's a good one.
0: (laughs) And I don't mean that, I know that sounds a little negative, but I'll walk you through it. So if you go into traveling and you have the expectation of Kardashian level treatment, you're going to be disappointed. Mm -hmm. But if you've done your homework and you know where you're staying and you're picking the activities that truly will bring out your joy and at your budget level, and that's your expectation, you will come away with that memory, take it with you the rest of your life.
2: Mm-hmm. You don't
0: need to compare your expectation like you're saying to a Kardashian. So that's just, right. you literally just, it's and it's okay to lower your expectations.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: it definitely is. It, yes. And, um, you know, a lot of times you, like you said, you have, you might see something on TV or social media and you want to have those similar experiences, but actually sometimes our minds do weird things. Sometimes we want things that we don't actually really want, but we want them because someone else has it. It's like the takeaway concept. Somebody else has it, so now I want it. Um, sometimes we don't like. We might not even be the type of person that would even want to do a zipline, but just because we saw somebody else flying through the air, now all of a sudden we want to do it. And when we get there, we're like, "Oh, I'm not doing that." Um, <laughs> so
2: <laughs>
1: you, you you should decide what it is that really like makes you internally happy like when you think about that thing does it make you smile does it like make you feel like oh my gosh that would be such a, like a reward is the feeling that you get when you think about it you know that of happiness um if it is then those are the things that you should focus on when you travel
0: oh exactly and i'm a zip line person but uh not i know not everybody else is um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you're right if that thing if you think about it um like i would actually swim with sharks too Uh, Mm -hmm. I haven't had the opportunity. Um, I'm not sure the boss would agree with me, but she's not here, (laughs) so it's fine. Uh, However, um, if you're thinking about those things and like the the idea of a zip line or being in, you know, the ocean with sharks causes you any sort of discomfort, I would recommend not doing that Mm because it's it's not worth it. Don't put yourself through that stress. This travels... Travel's fun. I mean, it is. I, I, my perception of travel is it's fun. I mean, you know, I've had some horror stories, and I, I, I want you to walk us through and and tell us like what I want you to bash that perception of travel like that that, that they show <laughs> because in in the edited version, and I'm just using the Kardashians because they're just a an easy target and right. Because they're just on TV all the time. And so when they travel, you know, they're in the big seats. You, and if you don't travel a lot, you might not know that that's a first class seat. You of may course. think because they're Kardashians, the first class seat, but not a, if you've never traveled, that is not what a normal person and what I call gen pop or general population in the back of the airplane experiences. We get cramped little tiny seats, <laughs>
2: don't
0: get big cushy seats. Um, right. So... And then when they get all these escorts so that might be somebody's perception of travel can you walk us through um first of all can you tell us how how much travel do you do
1: so um i do quite a bit of travel and now i'm kind of at the point where i travel probably six months out of the year um my base is in california but um usually i'll be in california for two months i'll travel for two or three months and back and forth um I'd say that the perception um, is, you know, especially if you follow a bunch of influencers and don't get me wrong, I I understand the hustle. And I mean, and a side note, you know, I'd like to talk about the humanity of um, influencers and goals too, because even people like the Kardashians, you know, they're under contracts or they're under sponsorships. They have to make certain things look amazing. And, you know, we can never be that fly on the wall to know what's really going on because, I'm certain I would put money on it, that there's times where they don't even want to be going to certain places or doing certain things. Um, but they, they have to, because they've committed to certain contractual agreements uh, and they might not want to try things, they might want not, not want to go to certain restaurants, clubs, bars, uh, but they must do it. Um, so just in, like you said, Gen Pop, regular people like us, I travel a lot and I travel a lot as a solo traveler. And, you know, when I first started doing like longer travels, like two months at a time, I was like, this is going to be awesome. Um, And it is awesome. And yet it's very lonely. And it's, um, you know, you're seeing some of the most amazing sites that you do see on Instagram. You're seeing all the things that people are posting pictures of. And yet, you're seeing it, and you're like, "Oh, did you see that? No, nobody saw it because I'm here by myself." Or when I talk about it later, you know, I can't laugh or joke or you know, be amazed with anyone else that was with me because nobody was with me. So we can't talk about it later. They can only comment on what my pictures looked like. So when you travel, um, I I like to travel as much as possible with friends or family. But when I can't, um, it's it's not what everybody thinks it is, where it's just like this spectacular thing, and you have all this wonderful like alone time in a cabana, sipping you know cocktails. Um, and I know that also. Other side note, people are like, oh, boohoo for you, first world problems, <laughs> you know.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Um,
1: so it is a, a balance. It's like a balance to you know if you have a travel spirit or a travel travel bug or whatever you want to call it, like. I do. I don't feel like I want to settle anywhere. Um, you take the good with the bad. And I feel like that is life, you know, everything in moderation, everything in balance. Uh, so I guess my, you know, my bashing is not so much a bashing, but it's more so, I guess like one of my big purposes for, you know, when I travel is to encourage people to, to get out there in whatever capacity they feel that would make them happy but don't go off of what someone else's experience is because a lot of people are behind a mask, like this is the greatest thing ever. And you don't see so many things that go wrong when you travel, you just won't see all of those things. And so whenever I, you know, travel and I post a lot of stuff on Instagram, a lot of times I'll post the edited picture and then I'll post the actual picture so that people can see, Oh, those colors aren't as bright or Oh, that water is not as blue or these trees are not as green as everybody's saying it's just a regular place it's still beautiful but it's just
2: a normal
0: part of the earth well it's cool that you do that mm-hmm. um, that's definitely cool that you do that and i will agree with you that um these influencers are are definitely under a lot of pressure
2: mm-hmm. and
0: i mean just you know picking on my friends the kardashians because Obviously, I wouldn't be talking about it if we weren't BFFs with all the cameras, right, but, right. But, um, I mean, when you think about if people who don't know the perception is, you know, they just have you know, like one person following them with a the camera or whatever, and you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, the truth is, there's probably five or six cameras, there's probably a crew of 20 to 30 people, and they're around in their face all the time, right? And, uh, to get as much footage as they get, I mean, they have probably zero privacy at all times.
2: Mm-hmm. So
0: you're, you're, you're absolutely right. And it must be exhausting to be, you know, air quote, on all the time. Right. Um, and I can imagine the pressure from being an influencer, needing to get the right shot um, or the right whatever. Right. Um, so it almost, if I may, I mean, just talking through it, it almost feels like it could suck a little of the joy out of it.
1: I think it can suck a lot of joy out of it. And I, I'm sure, or may, may have not heard um, of like um, creator burnout or influencer burnout. It's, it's a really, it's a really uh, real thing um, that especially, I mean, the Kardashians are like top level, you know, celebrities, but even some of the like um, influencers that are up and coming, you know, there's always this, this constant need for content creation and consumption. Um, and people that don't create, all they want to do is feed themselves, like, post more, post more, post more. And it's, it's a burnout. It's like, it, you know, for people that have regular jobs, I have a regular also a 9 to 5 job as well. I re- work remotely. We go to work, we do our job, and we get off work. We don't have to do anything more in that job, mostly, after our work hours. But for a content creator or an influencer, it never stops. And so that's why there's a lot of depression, anxiety. There's a lot of, um, you know, sometimes um, lashing out or doing crazy things because, like you said, there's, there's very little privacy and you, you always have to, your brain always has to be creating and thinking of what's next. What can I do to, like, make people love me and stay with me?
0: Yeah, I can't even imagine the pressure because I know the pressure for running just this podcast and you have to oh, right. on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I'm thinking about dropping Twitter, quite frankly, and just you know the Facebook page and keeping up with Instagram. And right. then also I have to find guests who are willing to be on the show and uh, not everybody wants to be public about their opinions or what they've experienced because I mean, we talk about, A lot of um, fun topics, but we talk about some heavy topics. I mean, uh, an upcoming episode, we're talking to, I'm talking to an AIDS activist, uh, HIV AIDS activist, and that was a heavy episode, but Derek is an awesome person. So it's actually, the episode actually was a lot of fun, but I felt a lot of pressure. Right. So um, it's just and this is just me and all I need to do is like post something weekly and then I have to write a blog on a Saturday and you know that's you know it's not that difficult but I feel the pressure and I do very little Um, and I know if I did more I could probably have a much larger audience
2: Mm -hmm.
0: but then the pressure would be even more so uh, again that's my perception is if I did more I would get more I don't know if that's the case I'm sure if I did more I might not I might I don't know but my perception is that the more you do, the more um, people see you uh, out there.
1: I'd say I think so. But then, on the flip side, then if you do more, than, you know we all we all have the same twenty-four hours. So if you do exactly. more, then you have less for other people, or your family, or your sleep, or you know just running errands. So I think it all kind of, you know, again, I think it's like you have to find the balance, um, and that's why I guess you know, the, the kind of hashtag goals life, um, can be dangerous. Um, and I think it's great. Like, don't get me wrong, but, you know, I'm pretty sure in the past I've used, used hashtag goals, travel goals, any kind of goals, relationship goals, but, but I do it in, you know, kind of ingest like, Oh, this is cool. But, um, I think there are a lot of, especially younger generation that t- does use the hashtag and inside they're like crying out. Like I, wish my life was like this. My life is not like this. So I must suck or I must not be awesome. Or I have to do more or I have to compromise myself in order to get these things. And that's really, it's really kind of upsetting, you know, especially because these are younger people and, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure to keep that up.
0: Well, I I agree. And and I talk about this sometimes on the podcast is that being Actually, I think I talk about it in an episode that hasn't aired yet. Uh, it's going to air in a couple of weeks. But um, online, people post typically one of two things. They either post stuff that's going wrong or stuff that's going right. And the mm-hmm. stuff that's going right, I would say predominantly, um, I don't remember the stats, but I think it's maybe like north of 85% is, is what's going right. People are posting their good moments. Mm -hmm. And the perception on your newsfeed is that everybody's life is so awesome. You know, this person just had a baby. This person (laughs) traveled to um, Cinque Terre. This person Mm -hmm. uh, just got a new puppy. Uh, But what we don't know is that the baby's colicky or the baby has other health issues that isn't sleeping. And that just happened to be a moment when the baby was at peace. the new puppy is a puppy, but it's also a therapy dog, but we don't know that. Right. Um, I forget the other example, but I can, you know, whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh, traveling. Um, you know, that that one picture of them traveling to Italy, you know, doesn't show the two flights that it took to get there, the train <laughs> trip that it took to get there, um, and the, uh, the horrible, horrible experience at the Pisa airport. I don't know. You may be telling like somebody, one of us on the phone call had actually had that trip but, uh, <laughs> and it was not a lot of fun. I mean, getting there was just, I mean, we could talk about the piece air. I hate the piece air for, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> um, so, you know, not everything in life is 100% positive. So the, the perception is everybody's life is great. And, you know, I have a job I don't like. And, um, you know, my significant other just broke up with me or I'm always, I don't feel good all the time or whatever, but that's probably more the reality than it is the, what everybody's posting. Um, right. Because you know, when you post something online and it's negative, you're not going to get the likes. Everybody wants that little like.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, so one of the reasons I actually, uh, now I just remembered, see, I'm circling back. This is what I do, sure. Allison. Just It's a rough ride. I know. I'm sorry. But yeah. uh, the reason the show is called PerceptionIsReality.Online, and I have the .online uh, domain, is because of that concept. Because perception is reality online. Whether it is this, what you're talking about with this positivity all the time, or whether it is political beliefs or whatever, you're being fed certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, all the time and it's not real right what we perceive. Not real. so can I ask like um you know just between us kids favorite place you've been
2: oh
1: this is a hard one because you have different experiences wherever you go and also you know kind of your mood or your um like what's influencing you it also contributes to making it a favorite or not but I would say like in just terms of like countries Mm -hmm. I'd say a few of my favorite countries would be um, Argentina. Um, I really enjoyed Argentina. I really enjoyed Budapest and I really enjoyed Ireland. There'll probably be my, I mean, there's, there's plenty of others, but those are the ones that stick out in my mind of just experiences.
0: Yeah. I want to get down to Argentina. Yes, Um, I do. It's on the list. So let me, let me rephrase the question then. Most the the place that you visited that you were the most peaceful
1: I would say it's it's a weird one because um I'd say the one that was the most peaceful was Budapest because um I I was dating somebody um and we were supposed to do a two or three month maybe longer travel together to Europe Um, and we broke up two weeks before, which again, you know, see, like nobody knows that part. I mean, I mean, of course people know, but a lot of people don't know, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, my parents were like, you're still going to go. And I was like, yes, I'm definitely still going to go. I'm still going to go do this journey. Um, so I went and it was, it was hard because I was not only going through that breakup, but I was also never traveled like this before, you know, not never traveled this extensively Dragging around at that point, I was had a you know a checked bag and you know a bag, so I was dragging around the forty pound you know suitcase and trying to navigate, trying to speak other languages, but I don't speak any other languages. Um, trying to figure out where to go, uh, how to get on trains, planes, buses. It was, it was one of the most challenging things I've ever done. And so, for the first few, I stayed in Italy for a month. I um, went to Ireland and from there, I just got a recommendation from a friend to try Budapest. And I honestly, also a side note, it's really funny. You don't have to know anything, you know, geography or anything to travel the world. I didn't even know where Rome was before I started. I, I was like, that was one of the cheapest airports to fly into. And I'm like, where the heck is Rome? I didn't even know that that was in Italy. Um, I didn't even know where Budapest was. I was like, is that in Russia? Like, you know, I don't know. So so I'm just telling you, if anyone's listening, you don't have to, (laughs) you don't have to know anything. You could use Google. Um, But she told me about Budapest and I was like, wow, that seems really interesting. Um, And so I went and I stayed for two weeks and I was alone, but at that point in my journey, I think I came to this kind of moment of peace and it just felt okay. You know, I I think I let a lot of things go and I felt kind of great about it. Um, Also in Budapest, a lot of people speak English.
0: It's Mm -hmm. a little easier
1: to get around. They have great uh, public transportation. Um, So I think that like when I think about Budapest, those feelings of peace kind of come back. And so I think that contributes a lot to that being such a peaceful place for me.
0: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. When Mm -hmm. you explain it, that, that makes a lot of sense. The just the mental and physical and journey that that was. Mm -hmm. Um, But also tell me you didn't feel like Superwoman being like, when you were done, like I did this on my own.
1: You hit it right on the head. Like when I was done, I was like, I'm a boss, I'm a champion. Like I've done this, it's like such a great feeling. Like, you know, I I felt so like, you know what? I feel like I can do almost anything, you know, and it's gonna be okay. I mean, I'm a really positive person in general um but just doing that it like because it was so challenging for me when i got back i was like i want to help everybody i wanted like let everybody know they can do this it's going to be fine you know so that's one of the reasons i started the podcast
0: uh, i was about to ask like was that be- that sounds like it was before the podcast
1: yeah so i um so my two my two sons they're both youtubers they're um they have a real, each of them have their own YouTube channel. They're, um, very popular on YouTube. And so of course I was like, I'm going to do YouTube too. You know, just like (laughs) thinking it was like, I'm not saying it's easy. I know what they go through, but I was like, I can do it. And so when I went on the, my first long journey, I was like, I'm going to do YouTube. I'm going to do a travel channel. Um, no, it just, there's there was like almost literally no way I was going to be able to do that with the the editing it takes a long time trying to piece things together trying to always you know film everything you're not really enjoying it because you're trying to get two shots you know of each to, it was just so much um so i took all the footage i still have all the footage but i just couldn't because i also work when i'm traveling so i'm working during the day i'm exploring in the afternoon and then there was really and then i'm like going from one place to the next so there wasn't time to edit so when I got back, I felt like I'm not going to say a failure, but I felt kind of defeated in that one area because I was like, man, I wanted to show people that they could do it. And I didn't. And then, you know, my family was like, look what you did, though. Like, you know, you did what a lot of people can't even do. And you should feel proud of that. And so I just kind of pushed the negativity aside. And I was like, OK. And then I was like, you know what I think, you know, let me figure out what I can do. Um And so. Podcasting was the next best thing because you know I don't have to you know do my hair, wear makeup, and you don't have to do any of those things. You can just record, and the editing takes a lot less time. Uh, and so that's what I did. And so I'm going to get back into YouTube at some point, but it, but for now, podcasting is very rewarding, and it also fills the slot of you know wanting to help and encourage people.
0: I can imagine. So wait, are you saying that you didn't brush your hair for this interview? I mean, come on, Allison.
1: I'm not going to say one (laughs) way or another.
0: (laughs) I'm just teasing because I totally didn't brush my hair.
1: It's okay. Uh, No judgment.
0: (laughs) Right? Exactly. We're in a non judgmental zone. Um, Is there. I'm going to ask this one question. Sure. And it's spoiler alert. It's going to be like, is there anywhere you won't travel to? But I want to um, ask you about what it's like to travel alone as a female because I have a Mm -hmm. whole lot of. I wanna say the word perceptions, but it's more like the word concern (laughs) comes up. So yeah. We'll we'll get there. But can you tell me, is there anywhere in this wonderfully gorgeous world that you will not go?
1: Okay, so this if my parents ever listen to this, they'll probably pass out. But to me, I'm gonna say no, but because I wanna see everywhere in the whole world. However, you know, I think there's a time or different places, you know. So like maybe 10 years ago I would have been like Venezuela, sure. Today, no. I just mm-hmm. wouldn't and plus you can't even get a visa at this point no or whatever. So there're certain places that I would I would like to go, but I won't go at this point. Maybe, you know, 10 years from now or whenever it's not as dangerous. Um there's are certain areas that I will stay away from for now. So I don't think there's anywhere to me that I feel is like I would hate to go like that. I just wouldn't go. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, safety so many, first.
1: Yeah. Safety first. And there's so many other places that you can kind of put like a list together. Like, okay, I can go here now and maybe later I can go to these places.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's completely understandable. I mean, that kind of goes into my other question, which I already asked you, or, or I didn't ask you, but I hinted at, or told you what I was going to ask is that as um, when you mentioned it that you like to travel with friends and family, I was like, yay. And then, you know, I know that you mentioned earlier that, you know, you do travel alone and then I travel uh, actually this past year. I haven't done a whole lot, Um, but I used to travel quite a bit for work. I mean, I was on the plane all the time all over hmm. um, you know uh, actually I'm kind of mad because I just got bumped down on my airline status because I didn't do much travel this year oh man <laughs> I know right so I mean I was like in that status where the spouse got free upgrades too, to first class oh, wow. but yeah no I'm back down and but we won't talk about David's bitterness on that <laughs> but um, as a single woman and I hate to sound so gender specific, but I feel like there's a lot more issues that a single woman faces than when I travel singularly for work. you know like mm-hmm. I mean, I've been all over by myself for work, and i I, I just I, you know you'll have to help me here because I'm not trying to be sexist, but
1: no, not at all.
0: Am, am I right to think that there's things that like you need to worry about that I don't?
1: So, I mean, safety is safety no matter what, but I think, you know, if you know, we're talking about perception, I think that there's still very strong perception that, you know, if you're out somewhere, that a man can take advantage of you. Um, Not you, but I mean, people like men that are um, feel that they can do whatever they want. And these are in any area, not just other countries, but here too. um, You have to be careful. You know, as a woman, you you just, I mean, everybody needs to be safe wherever they go, no matter what. But as a woman, I think, you know, I, I've never been a man, so I can't speak for men. Um, I can only speak for myself. And so when I go places, I don't stay in shady areas. I don't even stay in hostels, probably also because I can't do that. I'm, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand snoring and, you oh, know, people me, talking seriously. and people flipping on the light in the middle of the night. I can't do it. Um, I travel light, I don't wear jewelry, I don't, um, wear short skirts, I don't wear, you know, low cut shirts. Um, I'm not saying that that's wrong. I mean, that's certainly anybody has their own lifestyle. Uh, For me, I just don't want to bring attention to myself. I wear, uh, dull colors. I don't wear, you know, of course, if I'm going somewhere like a nice dinner, or, you know, out somewhere. With friends, uh, of course, I will wear something, you know, festive. But if I'm by myself, I don't. I wear, you know, Walmart t-shirts, you know, Target shorts, pants. I just keep it low-key. I try to fit in. I don't try to stand out. Um, I don't go out at night, and I think that's probably one of the more frustrating things as a woman. But then again, I don't know if men don't either when they travel. I mean, I don't know because I'm I don't.
0: not a man. I don't. Yeah. Um, but uh i've been told that um uh i i i'm just um a curmudgeon and or or just uh i don't know i I just don't i mean i never have really that's not been my thing Uh, Mm -hmm. no matter how old i was um i've been called an old man my whole life i just Mm -hmm. uh, going out late at night is not my thing but also um you know, my wife doesn't like to do that either. <laughs> like, right. So, you know, we're on, we're on the same page. Like, we are um, yeah. early to bed, early to rise. We like to get up and see the sunrise. And, that, and I'm actually, like that
1: too. Yeah.
0: Sunrise is my favorite time of the day, quite frankly. But um, yeah. so I, I, I agree with that. Um, but yeah, I've just like, like I read a lot. And this is where a lot of my perceptions come from is just because I like to read a lot and I have Mm -hmm. a lot of different RSS news feeds and um, I have traveling as one of my interests. So I do have a travel feed and I use Flipboard. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not being endorsed by Flipboard. I don't advertise. (laughs) So people just get over. I'm just saying what I use.
1: But if they'd like to sponsor you, they probably can. (laughs)
0: I mean, they're welcome to call me, but I really don't ever want to advertise.
1: Oh, okay. Got I really it. don't.
0: But Flipboard, if you would like to advertise <laughs> with Allison on her <laughs> podcast and all her travels, she is available. There you go. Um, but I, I'm, I, I, I would talk to them, but only to criticize some of the things that I don't like about the app. But anyway, oh, okay. and it. to tell them what I do like. But. So, one of the couple of things that I've read. So, there was this one case where this um, poor French girl, um, who's the same age as my daughter, she's 23. Um, well, Marissa's, she'll be 20, 23, but she's 22 and a half, whatever. So, mm-hmm. same age as my daughter, though. And she's staying in a hostel, and, and um, I forget the country where she was, but this guy from Korea had cameras mm. in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he was caught and arrested. So, I mean, we don't need to, okay, fans listening, we don't need to worry about Alison for that because she does not stay in hostels, which I totally respect because she respects herself enough to know where <laughs> her limits are. Yes. That's an important thing for any person is to know your limits. And yes. I don't think, and if I may get on my soapbox for a second, Allison, sure. I don't think people should settle. No. Like, if, if you know that you don't want to stay in a public thing like a hostel and you want your own private room, do it. You deserve it. Yes. You deserve it. But also on, this, on the flip side, if you're okay with that and you don't mind and you can sleep through anything and you want to save money where we would spend more in a hotel and you want to save that money and you want to go out and have fun and spend your money, do that too. Don't mm-hmm. settle. Do what you want to do because that's what life is about. Just totally agree. Do it. Um, The other thing that I've read about was um, there was an article where um, women are being um, fondled on planes. Mm. And it just, like, I can't imagine, like, if my wife or daughter were traveling alone, um, that they would have to, to worry about that. I just, I just am stuttering because I get, I just can't even imagine that, let yeah. alone a stranger. So, I mean, I've always been one, like when I'm traveling, um, if I see, you know, cause I travel, I traveled a lot um, mm-hmm. and, you know, I would see the college kids, like my kids don't, they're my college, my kids, they're not going to school in Houston. They go to school at North. So it's mm-hmm. a, you know, I when I would see the the kids traveling, like I, I know that they're, Traveling alone, they've probably done it before, but I always kind of kept a watchful eye out, you know, to make sure that they were okay not being, har- uh, you know, harassed or anything, um, or if they knew where they were going. Sometimes you could always tell, like, there's this one, you know, there's always one or two that are like that have never been in an airport and they're just like looking right. at their reporting pass, they're struggling, they're finding out, you know. and um, And this, this maybe, maybe I could ask you this because. Um, my perception is that I don't help these people directly because I feel mm-hmm. like that, I don't know, for some reason, like I would be, my wanting to help would be perceived in a negative, creepy way. So I always go find a stewardess or a flight a, um, a flight attendant, sorry to call them stewardesses. I beg your, uh, everybody's <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, flight attendants, or I'll find a gate agent. And I'll mm-hmm. mention it casually. Like, I think um, this person might need some help.
1: Um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: And i let them do it.
1: Do you feel that that's because you're a man or just in general?
0: Um, I feel like part of it is because I'm a man, and I feel like part of it is because um, I am relatively shy mm-hmm. in real life, and um, or as you could say IRL. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I don't know, and I don't necessarily like – Like I used, I, I, I have to go to a lot of events and I have to network and I'll talk on stage and stuff like that. And that's fine. Actually talking on stage is very, actually very awesome for me because Mm -hmm. I'm just up there by myself. It's the afterwards when you got to talk to people. That's when I get, that's when my anxiety kicks in, but I force myself to do it.
1: We're the same. Um, I'm just like that too.
0: (laughs) So, um, I guess, I don't know. That's part of it. And the other part of it is I have an extremely wide bubble. Like I, uh, I have my personal space bubble. It's a very large one. Mm -hmm. um I don't know maybe that has something to do with the two it's Mm -hmm. therapy talk with Allison today (laughs) yes indeed I don't know so I guess I don't know where I was going with that was like am I I guess if I saw somebody should I is it okay to say hey do you need some help like it's not like a weird creepy thing to do
1: well I could only speak from my experience but um As I've been on my travels, uh, now I have, I feel like uh, people like that are like my little guardian angels because like legit if I'm struggling and you can tell I'm struggling, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's a kid, I don't care if it's a man, I don't care if it's old, young, any nationality. If they can help me, I so appreciate it because at that point, I'm probably frustrated. I've probably been traveling a long time. I'm probably hungry. I'm probably like a little fearful like am I going to find where I'm going and so if someone's like hey like and I've had that happen I've had so many just remarkable moments with like small moments with people that are like oh hey are you lost or like they just come up to me and I'm like I don't think I would ever do that and so now I've changed my my thought process on that like now if I see anybody just in United States that may not be from here or at an airport or on like near public transportation like I Decided after these travels, like I'm gonna start being more proactive about asking if somebody tell. If they don't, they'll just tell me to buzz off, whatever. But um, I'm I'm trying to break out of my shell a little more. Like I understand how you feel. It's like I'm not really great at initiating conversation,
0: actually, but I'm working I think, on it. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I am too. That's part of the reason I do the podcast is because I'm pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But actually, now that I'm thinking about it, talking with you, I'm much more at ease if I'm traveling with Sherry, and maybe it's because I feel like I'm not as threatening if I have my spouse there. Right, Hmm. yeah. I don't know, I'll have to think, I'll retrospect on that. I won't uh, do that with your your time here. Um, (laughs) So going back to um, the hashtag uh, um, travel goals and stuff, we see, like you said, people have all sorts of outfit changes and everything, and you know life is great. But you also said that for you, um, you actually travel light, and you know you're not in. And I'm totally going to paint a picture here that you didn't say this, but I'm just using it for an illustrative purpose. Sure. Um, that you're you're not packing the bright yellow, orange, and pink floral. <laughs> Uh, wavy gown and the straw hat and the white silk scarf and the the um, expensive watch and the bracelets on the other arm and your um, you know matching wedges. <laughs> I, think, I think that's a thing, right? That's a that thing, thing. Yes, that's okay. a thing. <laughs> All right. See, I pay attention to my wife. There you uh, go. <laughs> so you're not out like that with your with your um, designer bag. Uh, no. You pack for purpose. If, if I, did I interpret that right?
2: That's correct. Yes.
0: So yeah. I think that fits also into your hashtag travel goals. Like, I mean, it's okay to do that, right? Can you offer some, some advice on how to pack and make it sense? So it, it, it is affordable. Like, and, and to feed you one more thing, and then I'll let you talk, I promise.
2: Sure.
0: Um, more about me next. No, just
2: kidding.
0: <laughs> um, I feel like people go... My perception and, and, and some of the reality that I've seen friends go through is like, oh, my whole new wardrobe's to travel with when they really had all the clothes they already needed. Yep. So can you help them with the hashtag travel goals? Like perception, you don't you need a new wardrobe, but hash, hashtag reality, you don't? Like, am, am I crazy in that?
1: No, you're not crazy. So I was the same way before I started doing longer travels. I was like, I can't... <laughs> I have to get like seven new outfits and they have to be like coordinated and different. And, you know, I'm going to be taking pictures. And honestly people do not care. Like I've, well, now at this point I travel with a carry on. I have it. I'm lucky if I have five outfits total. Um, And when I say outfits, I mean like basic, you know, t-shirts and tank tops and maybe a pair of jeans. I don't have anything that's like whatever, you know, like, complete like you know fashion outfits I don't have any of that and I don't travel with expensive things either like sunglasses and purses and stuff and guess what all the pictures that I post people still love them and they don't ever I mean I'm sure if I had like fashion forward fans maybe they would comment but that's not my audience and people don't care you know what they're what they care about they're like that is so great I want to do that they don't ever say anything about what I'm wearing. Or what i look like it's like that is so amazing that you're doing this how can i do this i get a lot of um, private messages like how are you doing this and i you know i'm able to like encourage them to how they can do it um but you don't need all those things i i will say that if you're going to go on like a short vacation like a week like it's your dream little like bahamas vacation sure you know buy that cute bikini if you want to feel great about yourself do whatever you want but If you're going to make travel a lifestyle, then you're right. You don't need to go out and buy anything. You probably have what you need. Wear something that you are super comfortable in because you're going to be walking a lot, sitting a lot, and you just you don't really need it. And and if you get to the point like if you are an entrepreneur and you want to do like be an influencer, like for me, fine. If if somebody wants to sponsor me and give me sunglasses or tell me to wear this certain thing, and you want me to take a picture fine. I will do it. I mean, obviously if I like it, I'm not going to do stuff that I don't like or wouldn't um, wear in general because I'm an honest person. But um, just for me is where I am in my life. I just think people can just use what they have and still be super happy.
0: Well, I I will agree. Like if you're going to take a beach vacation and you don't own a bathing suit of any sort, you probably might (laughs) want to buy one but i don't Definitely. Think to, i don't think you need to buy a whole wardrobe to do that can yes. i so if if again i'm interpreting what you said correctly is that a trip and your memories and whether you had a good time or bad time was never impacted by the clothing that you wore
2: no
0: you were able to share uh, take that trip and love the experience with what you brought with you. So it didn't really have a big impact because it's about going the travel and the experience.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. And let me tell you in a short example. So I was just in South America a few weeks ago. I, I did not know that I, like the way that my travel pattern was, I did not know that when I got to Brazil, it was going to be carnival. I didn't even know that. I was like, no wonder I was having a hard time finding accommodations, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird because it's like a a once in a lifetime situation. And I didn't even know I was going to be like there at that same time. So anyways, I was like, I'm not prepared, prepared for this. It's super festive. And you know, I would, you know, in my mind, I'm like, Oh, it'd be so cool if I could wear you know, something like bright and colorful. Guess what? There's a thing. It's called stores. They have them everywhere. You can, you can still buy stuff. And you know what I did? I walked along the street and there are street vendors and I bought some like glitter, some like, little rhinestones like a feather thing headband for my head and I bought like a cute colorful tank top boom done I probably spent 10 US dollars maybe 15 US dollars and I looked super cute and I took pictures and everybody loved it (laughs) but I didn't bring any of those things with me so don't like I don't want people to stress out like if I don't have this exact wardrobe I cannot travel or people are going to think that I am not cool or whatever. Like you're so cool on your own. You don't even like clothes are not what's going to make or break you or your trip.
0: We, I, we totally are on the same page. Um, like my wife and I could totally travel with you because we have a philosophy that uh, if we forgot something or if we need something, we'll just buy it when we get there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah. You know, so we, we, are we're, we're pack light kind of people. We're, we're, you know, for the weekend that we're about to take with the dogs, I think the dogs will have more stuff than we have.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's
0: only because they're really old and um, they have medicines that need to be refrigerated. Ah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they're like uh, they're like kids. They come with baggage. Like the one dog has to be in a stroller because he can't really his left, his legs don't really work great. Right.
2: Um,
0: but he's still cute. Um. <laughs> So can we, I just for, we're, we're running out of time, but I, I, we talked about the travel. We need to talk snacks because it just, of course, I don't feel like I would be doing you justice if we didn't talk snacks. So I appreciate um, that. <laughs> favorite snack hit me. Mm,
1: that's like saying nope. who's your favorite child. I mean,
0: that's, that's All a serious right.
1: question. <laughs> All
0: right, Top three, top three. Give me a top three. Like, oh, Okay, let me. Let me okay, uh, this is going to be tough, which I totally am putting you in such high regard right now because I love the seriousness to this and I know you're being sincere, which makes me love it even more because I'm, right. we're on, this is good, good stuff. So, how about you're going on a trip? This trip is going to involve at least one leg in each direction that is eight hours uh, in the air. Your top three can't leave the airport or home without snacks are?
1: Okay. That's funny. I, my last episode was top seven travel snacks. So this is going to be an easy one. <laughs> um, so if it's just snacks, like my, of course I have a lot of side notes. Side note, if I'm going to take those longer flights, I will get a sandwich in the airport, but that's not really a snack. That's more of a meal. So that's a side note, but just if it's snacks, um, I'm going to say I would have. <sighs> okay. So I'm going to say that I would have some kind of candy. So probably Snickers. Um, well, Twix, it satisfies. It. Snickers satisfies Twix uh, and then some kind of like sweet candy like Starburst or Skittles. Then I'm going to move on to something more hearty like beef jerky because it's a little more protein and, you know, it's going to get you through. And then my top number one travel snack is granola bars. Now, I'm not going to tell you that's my favorite snack in the world, but portability, inexpensive, has, you know, a variety of flavors, you know, raisins and nuts and stuff. That's, like, probably the best and most easiest travel snack, and you can eat a couple of those and you can be fine. So those are my top three, like, tra- have to have in my, my snack bag, um, my travel snack bag.
0: we could totally travel with you because you got us on the Snickers and the Twix. Those are the best thing ever. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the Starburst because you just never know if you need fruit or not. Totally with you there or a skill, but um, Mm -hmm. Starburst are individually wrapped; they're easier. And Mm -hmm. by the way, we're not, neither of us are sponsored by any of the candy companies. However, if there's a snack company or candy company out there that would like uh, Allison to feature them on her (laughs) podcast, they should actually contact her because this is serious business people. It really is. Um, and we are, we, we, we bring granola bars every trip. And um, the one thing that uh, the, this past year and a half that I bring with me on every trip is the chickpeas. The,
1: oh, that's a good one.
0: The chickpeas, uh, whatever they're called, the roasted chickpeas. Yes. And I like them because they're crunchy. They're salty because people don't understand that you like, salt is a commodity. up There's a reason why food is salty in the air. It needs to be because you get dehydrated and you need right. salt. If you don't have the salt in your body, you can't absorb the water properly. It's, mm-hmm. So they, they provide the saltiness and the crunchiness and the flavor, but they're also packed with nutrients and protein and fiber.
1: Mm. That's a really good one. I so, like that one.
0: I just started getting hooked on those. In fact, actually, I bought my own. air. Well, my mother bought us an air fryer, and Ooh. I make them now. Um, they're real easy.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna have to probably um, add that to my next travel just to see how how it goes. But that sounds pretty good.
0: Yeah, because they come in uh, an industrial strength Ziploc pouch by okay. default, and they fit into a backpack. Um, okay. Easy, and they're easy to get in and out. And you can just get one. You can grab a handful. Um, mm-hmm. I'm overselling. You try them. You 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 be the judge. I will
1: definitely try it. Um, but they're um, a
0: good one. They're and they fill you up for a while too. That's really good.
1: Yeah. Um, just because I want to just um, say one more thing about snacks because yeah. of course, it's snacks hit us up. Um, if I'm at home, then my um, I think my number one snack is like chips and salsa or chips and guacamole. I think I could just eat that like every day, and that's like such a wonderful snack not really easy to travel with at all, but it's a good one. So when I come home, I just like, that's one of the first things that I'm like, let's go to Mexican food. Let's get some chips and salsa. Like it's, it's, it's a serious situation.
0: It, I look, um, I'm in Houston. So uh, oh, oh,
1: there you go. <laughs>
0: guacamole is life.
1: Yeah. I'm not, I you can't guys have even, queso out there too.
0: We do. We do. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I, can't lie. Like guacamole is life. Like it, it just, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's such, so we could talk about this one for a whole other hour. So I know. <laughs> like you gotta, you, we might need to get Pandora back in her box, but like,
2: yeah,
0: it's to the point like that my wife and I almost bought avocado trees because we can have them in Texas. They will grow here oh, for awesome. the backyard. Like that's, we seriously, like this is the, this is how deep this love of the avocado and and guac or just plain sliced avocado with a little bit of salt. Oh yeah. Um, is so
1: I think that's an excellent idea and also I don't know if you've ever been to South America but um that's where I just came back from and guacamole they're not chintzy with it like they'll give you like a bunch of it like whatever you order and you you have it on like whatever they don't just give you like a tablespoon and then they say if you want more it's like five dollars extra like they do I don't know if they even do that in Houston but you're in California avocado is expensive and it's also like they charge you extra anywhere you go but
0: In South America, that's like going to Chipotle or whatever. They're like, guacamole is extra. Mm No, I I will say that when you order, so table side guacamole is one of my favorite things. And it's maybe somewhere, depending on the restaurant, it it could be like nine to like $12. Okay. But they're giving you, like, not the small avocado, but the big avocado. And you're getting, like, three or four of those. You're getting a bowl full.
1: So that's worth it
2: for me.
0: It, it's totally worth it. I mean, you get to pick how much red onion you want and how much of everything. And you could, you know, they're, they're, they're not chintzy with the guac here. So oh, if you haven't traveled to the awesome city of Houston yet in your travels, like, the guac situation's real here.
1: Okay. That's going to be on my list then.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's definitely hashtag travel goals is people. Sure is. You know, like guacamole is a serious situation here.
1: Yeah. We can start. as the hashtag travel goal. Like that's a real thing because that comes, you know, that's like a real thing that's on the earth and, you know, you can get it. It's, it's attainable. <laughs>
0: so, it, it is. And, yes. and by the way, it's a healthy fat. It's one of the healthiest yeah. things you can eat. Whether It's even keto-friendly. Keto
1: there
0: you go. Actually, I think it's a keto staple because my friend Steve eats it all the time. Mm. Um, yeah. And, and we'll go to the store and, and just get the pre-made little pouches and just eat them because oh, we're yeah. that silly. Yeah, it's awesome. Wow. I've taken a sharp right turn. So <laughs> we're at, we're, we're just about out of time. So I hope that we've, we've definitely talked a lot about um, the illusion of the travel goal and how it's okay that these, you know, the the people post the great pictures because they're they're, whether they're an influencer or not, you know, this is something that they've set a goal, they've attained it, they're there, and they're just in the experience. Um, one thing that I will caution people is actually live the experience and try not to live through your camera. And Allison, you did a great job of talking about that and the pressures. And it's like, it can take away, like your YouTube story,
2: mm-hmm.
0: took away from the experience, and that's really what you're going forward, travel right is the experience
1: right. right yeah put your camera away some of the time like take your two two or three pictures and then put your camera away
0: exactly and then you know just just be so mm-hmm. i hope everybody um starts to follow you and see what real travel's like
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, not that the other people aren't doing real travel but shall i is it okay if i say realistic travel
1: yeah for sure i keep it real
0: Yeah, because you're offering the edited and unedited version of the pictures. Right. Like, you know, I edited this because I have these awesome skills and it looks great, but here it is in in real life and this is what the camera took. Um, Right.
1: And even like on my Instagram stories, like I I go more in detail on my stories and people that follow me, like they know, like, you know, I'll film a story like, look, I got food poisoning and this is what it looks like. Or, you know, not like specifically, but, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, like anytime that something's not going right, I'll I'll share those good, bad and ugly moments so people know that there's a lot going on in traveling.
0: There really is. And I appreciate that you're willing to share that and come on and just let us know that they're, you know, traveling, well, there's so much that you said about hashtag travel goals. I'm going to do a horrible job summing it up, but um, it's okay to have the goal, but don't just keep it a goal, make it a reality mm-hmm. and don't judge or try to live up to other people's expectations. You know, set your own goals. You do you, they'll do them. And right. if, if you're true to yourself and what you want out of this travel, I think that people will have a great time.
2: hmm
0: and you taught us how to travel um, and pack um, and that we don't need to be flashy. And the most important thing I think that you really hit on, which I'm, I, I liked the confirmation bias that you gave me on this one, is that if you forget something or need something, it's not the end of the world. You can actually buy things where you go.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. Like they have these things called stores all <laughs> over the world. Yep. <laughs> and they sell stuff. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, And um, I'm pausing for effect here. We've also learned a lot about you personally is that, um, and one of those things is that if you were on Jeopardy and one of the categories was geography, you wouldn't win a dime.
1: I would be going home with just what I got in my pocket. I wouldn't be winning anything. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... I learn as I go.
0: <laughs> I was just going to say, maybe by now you would be able to, to show yes. the prowess in a category, but let's just rewind time and go back to little Allison when she ended up <laughs> going home in Italy. Cool. Yeah.
1: It's kind of like you with your show. like unscripted, you know, you just yeah. kind of go with the flow and you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. I didn't know that this was here.
0: Yes, and uh, for those of us that are playing the home game and they're wondering where <laughs> Budapest is, I mean, oh, yeah. the, the country starts with the letter H. Yes. And <laughs> it actually kind of has to do with the snack part, so, um, yes. you know, hungry.
1: And that's but, in Eastern Europe, if anybody, if anybody wants to know. It's, it's not in Russia. <laughs>
0: It, it is not. <laughs> it, it, it It's not. Although um, I have a friend from St. Petersburg and St. Petersburg looks gorgeous. Mm.
2: Um,
0: so that's, that's something to to think about. I don't know that I would ever go to Siberia, but.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure about that one.
0: Yeah. I have too many of, I, I want to go to Europe more, but I <laughs> want to thank you again for sharing all this stuff. And I know that you're going to email me. Um. And I will post all of your links, but I just want you to, if you, if it's okay with you, if you could run through it again, in case anybody was like, oh my goodness, I didn't have my pen ready. Well, they have their pens now, Allison, and they could find you.
1: All right. Wow. So um, my website's probably the easiest and it has all the links on there, but it's travelsnackspodcast.com. Um, also, Instagram is also travelsnackspodcast, or my personal one is underscore. And if you want to check out some YouTube videos, it's Allison Loves. And the email, if you just happen to like writing, snack at travelsnackspodcast.com.
0: Awesome. And again, I hope everybody, everybody follows. Um, and, and now that we've had our conversation, I can allow myself to listen because now I won't. I, I didn't want to come in with any preconceived notions or assumptions. Just yeah. blank slate.
1: And also, um, if anybody wants to listen to the podcast, it's on my website. However, um, my podcast is on any podcasting service that's out there, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. So in terms of the, the podcast, they can find me any, any podcasting place.
0: Yep. And that's one of the reasons we use, well, that's, I, I'm going to make an assumption, which is a perception. That's one of the reasons that you and I both use Anchor is because they do all the distribution for us to all right. the major platforms. Right. Um, so it's, it's Apple, it's Google, it's Overcast, it's, it's Stitcher, it's you name it. Yes. Um, awesome. you can find travel snacks podcast on there mm-hmm. and you can give her a play and, uh, she will see it and smile as her numbers increase. It.
1: That's right.
0: Well, thanks for joining me today, Allison. I had a lot of fun.
1: Thank you. Me too. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Bye. Bye
0: Bye-bye. If you'd like to leave feedback on the podcast, comment on this episode or previous episode, or to be a guest on the show, leave me a message by calling 1-585-210-0240. Any feedback or episode comments could end up being aired in the future. I look forward to hearing from you.